All right, welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place. Jim Flanagan, what's up, man? Not much, buddy. How are you? <laughs> Nothing, buddy. Good to see you. We're on the cusp of 60. 59. 59. I thought we'd do something different this week. Kick it off with some reviews. What uh, do we got? What you, do we got? We're going we're gonna to go first with reviews this week, of all weeks? Of all weeks. All right. Let's well, go. It's December. Uh, feels like March. December's the new March. We have zero reviews this week. All right. So uh, <laughs> that plan is out the window. No, I didn't notice that. that we have a, no reviews, which I understand, but those help, right? They really do. So going to make some reviews up. These celebrity birthday names I have in front of me. If this guy were to review us, you might say, this podcast is God in basketball shoes. I'd rather, the only, the only thing I'd rather do than listen to this is go to French Lick. You need a hot dog for you, Reeb. Reeb Fowl. I'm very familiar. This is uh, this is Larry Bird. Reeb Fowl is a fantastic hot dog. Larry Bird from French Lick, Indiana. Sixty-four years old. That's Larry a great Bird. nickname. God in basketball shoes. That's what he said about MJ. In That's the, a, uh, in the playoff game. And then MJ had such nice words back for him when uh, during the last dance that they showed. <laughs> that was great. How about this review? I listened to the last episode with Mr. Bojangles. I'll keep my eye, my eye out for the next one. Mr. Bojangles and an eye. God, I have nothing on this. I'm going to need the hot dog. The Candyman? Oh, man. Okay, how would we uh, hot dog this one? Sosa Gina Sr. <laughs> I was looking for someone with one eye. Not a, okay, <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Gina Davis does not get enough reference in any media, by the way, in 2020. She should be coming up a lot more. She was great for a long time, wasn't she? She was, man. She was in a ton of stuff. Always partial to a league of their own. But yeah, all kinds of stuff she was in. Um, let's go Gina Davis. What? League, league of your own? League of their own? What was it called? League of their own, right? League of their own. Yeah. She was just in Beetlejuice that I just saw. I know oh, it yeah. just, didn't just come out, but I just saw it. <laughs> she was just in it. She was just in that movie with Michael Keaton <laughs> 30 years ago. Um, Thelma and Louise, right? Thelma and Louise. Great call. She was in... Um, Stuart Little. Something with Jeff Goldblum, I think. They the had a Fly. Meet. They had a meet at some point. Yeah, The Fly, right? Yeah, I believe it was. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Did you ever see that? Compared to who, which other ones? <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Earth Girls are easy? Yeah. No, I never saw that. Oh, this, uh, uh, I remember it being one of my brother's favorite movies and, and like it was always a running joke, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, <laughs> you said, yeah, like there is nudity in it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you're at six. You don't even need nudity. Just pause it. <laughs> she plays the lead um, and she's dealing with her philandering fiance when she finds a trio of aliens have crashed into a swimming pool. Those three aliens, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans. Oh, wow. That's a solid trio in 1989. They're jumping on those guys early, huh? Very solid. Great casting. Absolutely. Her philandering fiance, the, uh, the Joel McHale role, played by a guy named Charles Rocket. I don't know who that is. He's probably done some stuff, but I don't, I'm not familiar with the Chucky Rocket. That's a great name. Isn't that it? sounds like a hot dog name. We really don't. <laughs> I was about to start guessing. <laughs> Roger Wait, Clemens? 
Charles Rocket. I know what you're talking about. Uh, we had another celebrity birthday this week. Uh, this guy is no longer with us, but he would love our podcast two times. Love it twice a day. Breaking on through. Do you want me to uh, guess the other already? side? Oh, uh, I was going to go Ernie Banks, uh, but it is, uh, it is Jimmy Morrison. Sure is. When you said two times a day, I was thinking double header. I oh, got yeah. you now. Going with uh, Mr. Cub. Love me two times. And this guy also dead. <laughs> you were alive. He'd be screaming. Sam Kinison. Yes. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Sam's a guy who had like a, uh, he had a solid acting run too, didn't he? Like he got, he got a bunch of roles as far as a uh, up comedian, you know, just like, like, didn't he, he was in like Married with Children. He had a bunch of bit roles in TV, right? Yeah. He would pop up everywhere. He was in back to school. It was like the big. Yeah like a breakout scene for that. He kind of stole that movie a little bit. I forgot all about phenomenal that. on that. When he's screaming at Rodney, <laughs> tears the chair out of the floor. Yeah, he was great. So is she right? When was the last time you saw that movie? Probably within the last 15 years. Oh, okay. That's a big range. Somewhere between 2005 and yesterday. There was a period of time where that movie was like on all the time. Yeah. Like in the early 2000s, I feel like. And, uh, you know, that was one when I was living with my buddies. If that came on, we'd take the batteries out of the remote, throw them <laughs> across the room. It's over. The triple Lindy. And then you got the guy from Karate Kid in there who was the villain in Karate Kid and he's the villain in Back to School. Billy Zabka. Is that his name? He's Cobra Kai? So that dude got typecast for a little while there. And now he's back doing it again on that new uh, Cobra Kai show, right? Yeah, very good. I've only seen a couple episodes of that, but it is good. Yeah, I hear good it, things. I you just watch it. No, but I just started something that everyone's raving about. I feel bad because I don't finish anything, but I start new stuff when it comes to watching shows. Um, I've like started everything now, but Ted Lasso. Are you hearing oh, about yes. this? Well, Katie reached out to us, right? Didn't she suggest yeah, that to us she on the podcast? Mm -hmm. And you've been watching. Everyone's raving about it. You've been watching something. Everyone's. That everyone's raving about. <laughs> yeah, they really, I mean, all everyone's talking about it. Um, and I'm not naturally a big Jason Sudeikis fan. I don't know what it is, uh, yeah. but he's great in this. It's, it's really just, uh, yeah, I just started watching it last night and uh, I feel like I'll get through this pretty quickly. He's got some Southside connects. He's, he's related to George Went, I believe. Is he's he really? That family, yeah. I think his mom might be a Went. Actually, he might be George Wentz's nephew. Ah, and I know possibly. he's got great Second City ties. I know like buddies of mine have taken improv classes where he was the teacher and things like that. You know, it was, it was coming up. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, he, by all counts, just a great dude. He's just not a guy I gravitate towards. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I, I just I haven't. But this role, yeah. I'm really starting to realize how uh, how good of an actor that guy is. Look at me backpedaling. Now I know he's got Southside connections. Is he in, uh, is that on Hulu? Apple TV, which is probably the reason that, you know, it's kind of slowly getting out there to people. That's one of those you binge with the family. You get that like free 14 day trial just to watch one show and right. then cancel it immediately. It was good to see you the other day and do a, a Zoom show together. Uh, help. I know you did a, a, an incredible job putting an amazing event together to help raise money for local 19th Ward businesses. And uh, a lot of Brimley's on there. A lot of Brimley's on the show. Love it. I really appreciate everyone who uh, supported it. And uh, it was a hit for these people. I mean, they're up over $180,000 that they've raised. And um, 
Yeah, man, it was fun. I appreciate it. All you did help me prepare for it and put it together. And dude, I'm glad it is behind me, but it was fun to do, you know, have a project. The amount of production that you had to put into that. I mean, you had pre-produced pieces. You had Jeffrey Bear on. That was great. Nancy Faust. Yeah, but it was fun, dude. But the, the guy that really stuck out to me was uh, Mr. Harrigan, Dick Harrigan, who owns oh, the uh, Pancake House in our neighborhood. And I'm sure people all over the country have seen the original Pancake House. It's, I think they started in Portland, he was telling me. And they're, um, they have like, they're all over the country. Anyway, he's had this place since 1965. And he also had a Kentucky Fried Chicken that he just sold like a year or two ago. But he had, he had bought the, the KFC franchise like, from Colonel Sanders. I mean, it's so great. It's incredible. And they had all these pictures with him and the Colonel. So we had that on the, uh, on the show, you know, we were able to toss to those and, and just talking to this guy. He's like a, he's a museum. And, and, and his family with the Colonel, like, it wasn't like he met the Colonel once, you know what I mean? And, and, oh, right. and it was, uh, it was really cool. And uh, yeah. And Dick Harrigan, just, I mean, the stories that guy can tell what a cool yeah. dude he was. It's gonna be 89 at the end of the month. And um, yeah, just hearing him talk about the the history of it all and how he got the business and the other people that were involved. Like, you know, he's talking, dropping Ray Kroc's name, you know? That's crazy. Because Ray Kroc was selling milkshake mixers to all these people that were in this business. Oh yeah. And he got super lucky, kind of. Do you ever see The Founder? That's I a good one. I did see The Founder. That's a really good movie. Yeah. And it doesn't make him look all that great, <laughs> no. right? He's kind of like stole this idea from these brothers in California. Um, but anyway, talking to him was cool and uh, hearing about him, uh, how they make the pancakes over there at the pancake house. He said they have a sourdough barrel that he said is like a living organism. And this is what the difference is in their pancake batter. And dude, I'm not, I don't eat a lot of pancakes, but their pancakes I can eat and you don't feel heavy afterwards or like when it like balls up he said specifically said you know iris doesn't ball up like a a big thing of gluten in your stomach and is that unique to his location or is that unique to all like is that part of the original pancake house thing i think that's the pancake house deal that's kind of scary that they're using 1965 technology to differentiate themselves (laughs) it's like they're 11 herbs and spices (laughs) they're secret do you know what any of those 11 herbs and spices are uh, no, I really don't. I don't either. Okay. That's a terrible track to go down then. I don't know. Not a one. I'm, I would guess oregano is in there. I would think so. Maybe a little Maybe paprika. Not. Yeah. Cilantro. There you go. Vanilla extract. Sure. For sure. Um, uh, cinnamon cloves. Yes. <laughs> Jardinere. <laughs> Jardinere. <laughs> crushed red. Yes, definitely crushed red. And I think there's sprinkles in there. <laughs> I think you're right. Some people call them Jimmy's, but they're the same thing. You ever make fried chicken? Uh, no. Uh, once. Yeah, actually, I did over the pandemic. I forget everything immediately. Did you really? Did. Yeah, it That's wasn't impressive. the most difficult thing to do in the world. You, you make your little batter, you put it in there. But I didn't fry it either. I kind of, it was, you know, it was made like fried chicken, and then I really oven baked it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still doing it, though. But you're still, you're make, you're creating the batter, you're doing everything else. You're just not buying a large vat and a, a thing of Crisco, you know? I remember my mom making it and she take out that, that jar of, like, what was it? It's, it's lard, basically Crisco or... Yeah. And just, you know, an electric fryer, like plug that thing in and just be sizzling. And you couldn't even walk through the kitchen. It was like roped <laughs> off because up. of the the bursts, the lava. 
what do you call it? Not lava, but just I mean, but yeah, it was just shrapnel basically coming off the top. It was like the the errant pieces of fireworks that come down <laughs> and hit people. <laughs> just just exploding geyser and the you hear the sizzle and I would be so pissed off because I ate like three things at that time in my life. Like my son, Luke. I was so picky and I was like, oh yeah. And you just hear it, smell it. I, I hated fried chicken. Like up until probably 30, like it was never an option for me to order. I never wanted it. And now I'm like, what was wrong with me this whole time? Right? Yes, definitely. I, I, I got some uh, KFC like two weeks ago, just on a whim. I had the Popeye's like chicken sandwich today. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> it's the Since we talked before the podcast, like after that, before we started the podcast, I got the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Today. I'm going to go to my garbage right now because I had the wrapper from Popeye's chicken sandwich as soon as I hung up with you earlier. <laughs> exactly I went where I went. Oh my God, yeah, dude, just had it. Do you go spicy? I did not go spicy this time because they both have value. The regular Popeye's chicken sandwich is is I think better than the spicy. It is so good. So I got one and I, go, I got one for Elliot and I did get a spicy one for Sarah, but I, she said she didn't want anything and that she really didn't want it. So I actually gave it to my neighbor. He was outside working on his car and nice. I was driving by and I, he was making fun of me because I go to, he's like, really Popeye's? I'm like, dude, I needed it. These sandwiches are, so he just texts me. He's like, lives up to the hype. They're good. They are really good. It's so good, man. Definitely. But I was like, I told him, I said, give me two regular and then um, one spicy, but one spicy, but all no mayonnaise. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, spicy is it's the mayonnaise that makes it spicy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And that's, I think, the thing that's uh, misleading about it. Like you go like a Wendy spicy chicken sandwich, it's spicy chicken. Right. This is just a spicy sauce on the original chicken sandwich, which is, you know, the one thing that they get dinged for. If you run in certain circles that blog fried chicken. Have the we gone to fry the coop? I you put I, that on my map, I think, I right? I, and that's incredible. And there's one in Elmhurst now, so I don't have to drive all the way up. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, really, really good. Speaking of uh, fried chicken, though, we were talking about uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, which is, uh, this dude was alive from 1890 to 1980. I had, no, I had no clue. And he didn't even get involved with KFC until like his 60s. Yeah, what was he doing beforehand? He was running his army. <laughs> That colonel title is the most misleading thing ever. I talked to my dad uh, after the thing on Friday. He's like, you know what? I'm actually a Kentucky colonel too. Is he really? Yes. So is Matt O'Shea. The yeah. It's like a thing that's like, uh, that, that they'll give out. I don't know how my dad got it. It was like somebody from, uh, I think the judge association or something. But yeah, it's, uh, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But the colonel, I mean, he had like such a thing, right? He was smart. This guy knew how to, he always wore the same thing. Very Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg-esque. Yeah, he had a whole uh, whole shtick. According to Dick Harrigan, he swore ridiculous amount. I mean, most dudes born in 1890 didn't really have the best track record. <laughs> the best vocab. Exactly. 1890 to 1980. How many people can you name that have played the colonel in the commercials? Whew, okay. Uh, Gaffigan, George Hamilton, um, Norm MacDonald, Gilbert Godfrey did one that was hilarious. He did? Yeah, I'm 99% sure Gilbert did one. Um, and there's so many comics that I can't even, I'm just not even thinking of who else would have been part of it. And some of them weren't even comics, right? 
Well, you got Reba McIntyre did it. Oh, Reba. Oh, my God. How do you forget Reba? That was one of the best ones. How about this one? Ray Liotta. Yeah. Rob Riggle. Jason Alexander. Okay. Um, Peter Weller portrayed a RoboCop version of Colonel Sanders. Really? Yeah, but then you got all you got the uh, the other ones. Billy Zane did it. Oh, oh, Rob Zane. Lowe did it too. Oh yeah, that's a cool thing that they do. I love that. Are you sick of it? The fact that they change it all the time is what keeps it interesting. Exactly. Was just when one I, celebrity playing them, keep it. When they first started it, it was kind of like, this is weird. Yeah, you know, because it was an impressionist, Daryl Hammond, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing an impression. And when they started backing off of that and just letting randoms do it you know yeah god rob riggle that's a guy who pops up in a lot of places just yells in the face (laughs) just really (laughs) it's like kinnison oh my god but not like an educated broad as kinnison you know what i mean like he's in a more yelling range one of my favorite sketches ever funnier die the eye shop in laden rob riggle when they pin they pin the uh the award on him and they're like (laughs) No one can know about this. He's like, yes, sir. Absolute discretion. And then just jump cut to, I fucking shopping button. <laughs> they got the, the uh, train going. What do you call it? The, when you get in the dance train. The conga line. Conga line. I shopping button. <laughs> I always hated those when those were going around the, the wedding reception. Get one of those trains going and see it weaving by your table. I'm like, God damn it. Do I got a getting in this thing when the dance floor comes to you <laughs> when you've avoided the dance floor the whole time then all of a sudden the shuttle comes by and it's oftentimes like your mom or your aunt reaching out let's go get it come on like still eating, says, you're like putting your napkin down <laughs> come on we gotta go there are certain things that i just do not like i remember for our wedding i was i i was pretty sure that didn't want that to happen didn't want like certain songs right remember the first time you ever did shout and you're like looking around and everyone's getting real low <laughs> if you're just visiting this planet or walking in or you're outside of that culture like people come to america and they come to a wedding and they see us do that you think they're like oh, fuck. these people suck <laughs> The way we look at them when there's like a chair dance or something. A little weird. bit softer now. <laughs> a little bit softer now. And you get really low and you're like looking at the person next to you. It feels like it's a very intimate moment, depending on who you're close to. And then just gradually louder. I love that part. That's the highlight of the whole experience, right? Is getting back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a ride being in the bathroom at like a certain age, you're like, you hear that playing. You're like, I got to get back out there. (laughs) Were you ever a dance floor at a wedding guy? A little bit. Yeah. I I could get out there. Man. Good for you. You never, I mean, I will, but I'll just kind of stand there and awkwardly Bob from side to side, you know, (laughs) dude, I got a great gift. I'm so pissed off at you. Bob in your head. When Nancy Faust came out and she was playing. I'm so pissed off at you. You're bobbing your head, dude. I didn't even know you could do that. You're like moving sideways. <laughs> I'm going to post that somewhere. It is making the rounds in my family. It is now being I used against it to your me. uncle. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It is now being used against me in group chats. Just a gif of me doing this little side to side head shimmy. 
that uh oh that's I, and a great I, word shimmy it is definitely a head shimmy the worst part is like i'm watching the footage seeing it happen and be like i hope no one caught this <laughs> <laughs> it, it stuck out to you too of course it did because you're watching yourself you know what i mean and you're judging everything and people are like oh it's always worse to you than it is to anyone else well not this time no it's so good yeah we got to get that out there to the brims I was, uh, I was at Starbucks the other day and uh, they got my name wrong and I was sitting there waiting for my drink for a while, you know, and uh, they're like, I'm sorry, we just, we don't have one for a gym. And then I look over and I'm like, oh, uh, I, I think you have it for chip over there. I think chip <laughs> is what you put it down for, which is. I you said chip when you place I, your order. I get that a lot more than uh than you would like it's the it's the name i think i get the most when people don't understand me saying my name i get chip all of the time <laughs> are you serious it very much bothers me that's what they guess your name jim uh chip i'm sorry was that chip and maybe it's my fault i'm not the best enunciator on the planet i understand that and maybe i need to be more j heavy you know but chip i just don't understand <laughs> say your name really quick what's your name jim wait what's your name again chip See, it does, that does sound no. like Chip. No, I said Jim. Dude, that is the worst for people who do not hear your name right. You have to say your own name. That happens to me a lot. I get Tom. Is that the one you and I think it, I don't know. I, it's the way I say Pat or something. Like, hey, it's Pat. Like, hey, hey Tom. Are they just guessing a one-syllable <laughs> name at that point? I guess so. I've never, like, you think you'd get Matt, mm-hmm. right? But it's always, like, a different, it's not, anyway, Pete, maybe. Yeah, I never get Tim. Yeah, yeah. you think you get Matt. Pete, maybe, but Pat, no. That's uh, that's too simple. Dude, I've had people spell Pat wrong. That's how. Two T's? <laughs> I've, I've definitely gotten... looks so ridiculous, but then Matt has two T's. I've definitely gotten J-I-M-M on things before. Absolutely. Are you serious? Yeah, I really have. I've got, yeah, I get that. It sucks. It, it doesn't make sense, but you're right. It, people do it. Jim, Jim, <laughs> Jim with extra consonant, J-I-M-M. Yeah. I've seen Patrick spelled like with a Y-C-K at the end. Really? Um, and then McGann, that gets goofed up all the time. McCann constantly. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, uh, you, you get really pissed off when someone says your name the wrong way, right? I also don't like when they start guessing how my last name is going to be spelled before I tell them. Yeah, I bought something and they have to type it into the system and I'll be like Flanagan and they'll just start typing already. I'm like, wait, you don't know. You're throwing extra A's in there. You're leaving out N's. There's a lot going wrong here. I know already. You got to give them the old uh, F as in. Yeah, I do. Let me ask you a question on that. What are you, what is your, what are some of your go-to letters? Like for, for when you're spelling out your name? Well, now I'm using Pfizer because of the vaccine and they're very visible. So I go, I say P is in Pfizer and then A is in, I, I did a joke about that. A is in aisle. T is in tsunami. Oh, that's great. Did you use Pfizer? <laughs> no. Do you trust oh, them? Pneumonia. That's what it pneumonia. was. Oh yeah. P is in pneumonia. <laughs> I um I'm looking I'm looking for a new uh a replacement for Nancy because I don't like telling people Nancy three times when I'm spelling my name. <laughs> like N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, I G A, N is in Nancy, one last time. I need to I need to switch that up with something a little manlier. Well, I'm not helping you with any N-word advice. You can figure that. 
can figure that out on your own, Jimmy. All right, that is fair. J-I-M-M. <laughs> I had to guess the spelling on a name the other day, and I think it, it was potentially the worst name to have to guess the spelling on. Um, someone, I, I, had a, I had to send someone an email, and all I knew was the name was Leanne. Because Leanne can be L-E-A-N-N, five letters, or right. it can be L-E-I-G-H space A-N-N-E. It could be, te- it could be five could be a bunch or of- ten letters. Yeah. That's a range that... Yeah, it could be L-E capital A. Yeah. Combined. That's the other thing. You've got uppercases and lowercases. You've got random G-H's that some people like to throw in there. That is a tough one. And you got to like look online. Does she, does she spell it like rhymes or does she spell it like... Who are some other famous Leans? I think just rhymes, really. It was Luann, that cartoon strip. So what'd you go with? Al? Last name. Yeah, what's up, Al Dog? <laughs> Don't you hate, I can't stand when people sign off with like just their first initial. And yeah. then email, they're like, all right, talk to you later. And then. Can't even give me the respect. I'd rather have no yeah. signature than just, yeah, than just the one letter. I approve of this, but I don't have time to write my whole name for you. There's some ego behind that. I'm just, just my letter. I uh, used to work with someone who would do, it was JR with their initials and they would do lowercase J and then capital R every time. Like it was like their logo at the end the bottom of their email. <laughs> like they invented this every single time, just little J, big R. I'm like, this is not okay. I don't care for this one bit. Was there a little TM in the upper <laughs> corner? Should have been. Yeah, those people are. And then sometimes you don't even put your name. Like that's a big thing now too, right? You don't even leave your name. You just use a salutation or a uh, or a farewell. What do you? What would you call the? I think the it's a salutation. Off? Yeah. Is a salutation at the end or the greeting? I'm sure there's an easy way to figure that out. Are you a big deer or you start a you ever start an email? Dear Leanne, I only I don't go know how to spell your fucking name. Dear Leanne, or is it Leanne? Leanne? Or perhaps Leanne? Whatever it may be, it's Jay here. It's Jim with one M. Jim with one M coming at you. It's Gymnasium Flanagan. <laughs> James Nasium. That's what they're originally called. They're James Nasiums, unless you've been there a bunch of times, once you get to know it. In England, they're James Nasiums. That's the isn't that the name of the guy who invented basketball? James Nasium? <laughs> yes. This Peach Pits? This used to be a place where people got straight facts, straight dope. Now we're confusing everyone. It's our new it's our new motto. It's what we do now. What else has been happening with you? How was the week? Uh week's good. We're we're in the throes of Christmas. I know today is a uh holy day of obligation when this comes out. I believe it's December 8th, the Immaculate Conception. Ooh, is that where the Steelers won that Super Bowl? nothing to do with Franco Harris. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. The Immaculate Conception is when, when um, Mary was conceived. I used to get confused about this one. This is, so this is when Mary's mom got pregnant. This isn't when Mary got pregnant. Oh, okay. Otherwise, she would have been pregnant for over a year. Right. Or just a couple of weeks, Oof. which would be amazing <laughs> and plausible. I mean, there's God's involved. How do you think it happen? How many kids do you think would, people would have if you were only pregnant for a few weeks? <laughs> In Irish families? Could you imagine? <laughs> it was the only way they got some rest. <laughs> Irish quadruplets. <laughs> Four in a year. 
I've got some Irish twins in my family. Do you? That's a term that somehow skates through, huh? Some twinks? Some twinks, some Irish some twins. Sh- yeah, a couple of my uncles. Yeah. Born. It's within the same year. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Within the same. Is that born calendar? Within, or, yeah, born within 12 months, right? That's what I would think. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's tough. Ours are each, uh, what is it, 15 months apart, 14 months apart? There you go. We're close. Spread it out a little bit. But that's tough, man. Are your kids going to be one year apart in school, or are there going to be any two-year gaps in there? Two years. So Joseph's in third, Elliot's in second grade, and Luke's in kindergarten. That's not bad, though. Yeah, he's got the late birthday, so he's like, you know, he he was in preschool, like, back-to-back years, full-time, <laughs> total, fifth year. He helps, you know. <laughs> he knew where everything was. He had the same teacher, same, like – you know, first day, everyone else is all nervous. And he's just in, <laughs> like, Hey, Mrs. A <laughs> like they make these angels for Christmas every year. Every class does it. It's like a tradition. Isn't an angel. What the hell is it? Anyway, Luke's got like four of them. You <laughs> <laughs> like pick <laughs> which one you want to, you want to, the one you made in 2017, you were much better in 2018. This is look at your cutting. You were all over the place plug you were a complete ah. mess with this but now the sad thing is i know exactly what you're talking about because of the number of parish shows that we've done and we normally have to like hang out in the hallway next to the gymnasium <laughs> where all of the different years like like everyone's got their turkey or whatever it is the and we judge the projects and oh, we yeah. judge the hell out of them <laughs> as you should that's why they're there <laughs> yeah so we're um we're into that man we got the countdown going. We got three advent calendars. I realized that the counting down to these holidays is really what ties my kids through. Gets them. They love every day doing these countdowns. And then yeah, look- what do you get? I mean, is it is it chocolate? Is it candy? What's in the advent calendars? The ones with little liquor bottles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you look forward to it every morning. <laughs> it's uh, Ritalin. It's <laughs> You open the door and there's a little pill and then they, as you should do, I should pry open all the, the doors and just put, put some bullshit in there. That's great though. I've never, they're all excited. They just open it up. There's just lint. (laughs) It's just like their lunch or whatever. Just something. I had not realized though, the similarities between an advent calendar and a pillbox until you mentioned that you just kind of open (laughs) up and take whatever's inside. Yes. Exactly what it is. And then they got to find uh, Snowflake. That's the name of our elf. Really uh, creative. Okay. Snowflake is the, the elf on the shelf. And the, the elf um, shows up in a different place every day. Every single day. What happens if it doesn't move? Do they get pissed? And, well, you know what? That hasn't happened yet because we, we kind of stayed on top of it. Um, I don't like how early Snowflake comes. December yeah. 1st. I, I, I was trying to convince everyone that snowflake didn't show up till december 10th <laughs> especially uh, this year you know snowflake when he's got yeah. his reservations at the old mcgann bnb and here's how it always goes and uh, i can say this because sarah doesn't listen but snowflake appears i just I, every time i talk now i picture katie listening with her parents or her kids <laughs> i understand completely <laughs> but i don't want to have a podcast that kids listen to So I'm going to (laughs) blow open a lot of secrets right now. Spoiler alert. 
everybody deal with this. No, anyway, uh, it always starts like out of the gate, like cereals involved. Mm-hmm. And they, like Sarah like creates a scene, you know? Sure. Well, and she's helping Snowflake move from place to place. Right. On the first night. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's, I get a text if she goes to bed before me or I get an elbow like in the middle of the night. Did you move Snowflake? Where's it? Like, God, they're all out. So I got to. That's why this is so funny to me. Is this that is how trapped I am, dude. You're like, and I'm willing to ruin this for other people's children, but not my own. That's <laughs> what's happening right now. <laughs> That's for other people. I know my kids aren't going to listen to this. This isn't for kids. What do, you, what do you think that letter E is next to our... For everyone. We can't shake that explicit language. We don't have a really explicit language in here. We'd rather put it up there and air on that side versus not putting it up there and then swearing in front of Katie's children. Right. So anyway, that's what we're uh, we're dealing with. We had St. Nick, St. Nick's, St. Nicholas. What do you call it? St. Nick's night? Saint... I, I don't call it anything. Tell me about it. Well, St. Nick comes. This was always one of my favorites too when I was a kid. And it does really seem such a uh, far apart. So I think it's December 6th. St. Nick comes and puts stuff in your boots. You leave your boots out. Okay. And then uh, he loads you up. You know, it's light. Like a, one gift and some, some treats. And stuff that you can fit in your boots. I mean, it's not like yeah, small. It's fun to, to take food out of your shoe and eat it. It's uh, it's great. It's super smart. No, I've been there for sure. I get the concept. <laughs> I just didn't know you guys had a day for it. Talking about Christmas though, uh, going back into that, we watched a Christmas movie, a classic that we didn't watch the whole thing to be honest with you. And I've never seen this all the way through. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I'm familiar with it. Uh, yeah, it was guys- pretty good. It's black and white. Kids are losing their minds. They're all pissed off about it. They didn't want to watch it. They were, uh, you know, had a revolt on our hands. But it's pretty good. I mean, it's like a commercial for Macy's, though. You talk about, like, product placement. This thing, I, I never knew that part of it. That's where it's set. That's where it's set, and it's, like, all about Macy's and about the fact that Macy's is willing now to tell you, hey, if we don't have this thing that you want at our store, they have it at you know, gimlets or whatever down the street, just go to old Navy, get it there or whatever. And isn't it kind of like one Santa is in the loony bin and then the other Santa's an alcoholic. Like this is a children's movie. Is that correct? It starts out with the Santa is just plastered. He's about to do the Macy's day parade on Thanksgiving. This is not bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. No. Okay. This is 1947 Maureen O'Hara from the quiet man. She's uh, she was around forever. She made a movie in Chicago years later when she was like in her 80s with John Candy, Only the Lonely. Oh, wow. And they shot that. There's a scene where um, they go into the same place. I think their funeral home is across the street from the same place that's in the opening scene of The Untouchables that they blow up. Oh, yeah. Wow the same exact it's a it's a really cool corner i used to actually live right around the corner from there sheffield and um roscoe okay and um it's just a great corner anyway maureen o'hara busts this santa claus for being hammered and yeah it's like what the hell is going on here (laughs) natalie wood is in it and joe josephine always loves to ask like who are these people still alive you know this little girl (laughs) in the movie and Joe's like, she's still, is she still alive? No, she no. drowned. 
People think her husband threw her off the boat. We're not sure. You want to keep watching this? (laughs) Anywho, look, Santa's about to get us out of this (laughs) asylum. (laughs) They're about to give Santa one of those shots so he can overcome his opiate (laughs) overdose. You know what, though, about names? Like, there's so much pressure to remember everybody's name. Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Everyone's got... Like when you run into somebody from high school, like if you see someone like at Target, right, that you recognize, but you don't know their name, you will avoid them. Absolutely. Because you don't want to have this awkward, but you should just be able to be like, dude, high school, yeah, 90s, <laughs> remember that? What the hell's your name? What is your name again? And then just go in it. Why do we care? There, you know, just say, there he is, dude, caddied with you. Me and you, summer 95. Guy who works the drive-thru. What's your name again? <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you do know these people, but yeah, you might blank on their name. You try and lead them sometimes too. Like, that's what I'll do. I'll be like, hey, hey, what's going on, Pat? Like, and then they might be like, hey, Pat, and then just keep going. No, it's like, no, dude. <laughs> now it's your turn to say your name. I'm sending you there. You're just not picking up on it. Yeah, it's never, uh, never fun. You ever like, may know their name so you you kind of mumble it almost (laughs) (laughs) like you think it's like ryan right like brian or ryan because you're gonna mix that up too right Mm -hmm. but you're hey right this is kind of (laughs) like what's up brian (laughs) like a word that ends with a b and then start with rye right after Or how about when you don't remember their name when you see them and then you start talking to them and then you recall their name and then you jam it in there. <laughs> as much as possible. You know, Steve, I was thinking something. Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, Steve, Steve. Uh, yeah, you'll be going for a bag of four. You're, dude, George, you are right, George. It's George, right? Fuck. I don't even know what you've been talking about. But I'm so happy I came up with your name. I got to use it right now. <laughs> I've uh, I've committed to the wrong name on many occasion and gotten burned by it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I That's have the worst feeling, especially extended family and then extended other family. Like Sarah's, like you know, second, third cousins. You know, if we get together at a big holiday party, and I'm dri- we'll be driving there, and I'll I'll be like, all right, remind me who's Who's married to who? Right. Who's that? Who's and then she'll, she'll get frustrated. Like, don't even worry about it. Don't you don't know? It's like, but I'm making an effort here. Right. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm trying as we pull into the driveway. Tell me their names. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of it now. I should have asked when we left our house. And then we when we get on the block, I start to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't go in here unarmed. Hey, everybody. I once uh, called a, like a, not really an uncle, but like, you know, someone was like a close family friend that we, we called like an ex uncle, like not ex uncle Tim. No, but <laughs> however, he does know he's a podcast star now and uh, he feels good about that. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love ex uncle Tim. He's the best. Uh, I, I got to talk to him a little bit on uh, Thanksgiving. It was great. Of course you did. E-U-T? <laughs> E-U-T. Um, uh, but a cousin, I called like his, uh, just, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I called his wife, his previous wife's name. <laughs> and instead of just correcting me, he was like, Oh no, that was my first wife's name. 
And I was like, yeah, but that's not who I was thinking of. I just got it wrong. <laughs> like I'm now, now we're have to get in depth on it. You know what I mean? Cause it's happening. The three of us. He just called you out there. like in front of it on a zoom. No, this was in person. This was years back. This wasn't. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Got it was just me, him and her. And I called her the wrong name and it happened to be his, <laughs> his previous wife's name. And he couldn't just say, oh, this is so-and-so. He had to like, give me the backstory as to what I was thinking. Yeah, I w- hey, it would have been right 10 years ago. <laughs> I committed to memory. I thought, hey, you're the one who said you were going to be with this woman forever. Sorry. This is your decision. Mr. Breaking Bows. You think ever having a John Lennon? This, <laughs> this isn't Cynthia. This is Yoko. Her name is Yoko. This is not the same one. Shout out to John Lennon, by the way. I don't know why he's on the brain, but he. Uh, this is like the anniversary when he was assassinated assassinated that's killed right i think he was killed yeah that's like chris rock's joke about using the word assassinate (laughs) (laughs) martin luther king was assassinated biggie got shot (laughs) (laughs) right oh man yeah we put pressure on ourselves with the names do you connect popeyes to popeye the sailor man I did as a kid for sure. And was there an actual connection at the time? So dude, our Popeye's right here mm-hmm. on, you know, where I grew up, they had Popeye literally on the building, him and olive oil, like dancing. And the font in Popeye's is very similar to the font of Popeye, the sailor man. Sure. But I, I now understand that there's really no connection or maybe, maybe something happened, but they don't, you don't see Popeye ever. It's a little Mandela effect because I feel like there is some sort of connection. What's the Mandela effect again? When uh, like the Berenstain Bears and everyone thinks it's the Berenstain Bears. Like when, when we like think that uh, Shaq was in a, a genie movie called Kazam and he wasn't. <laughs> what was he in? Shazam? You know, like people like make something up in their like a connection up in their mind. And I would oh, have right. assumed that uh, Popeyes and Popeye are connected. The name was originally inspired by Popeye Doyle, the protagonist of The French Connection. Oh, yeah. Gene Hackman. But the chain... Love that chicken from Hackman's. <laughs> Norman um, Dale. They did license Popeye for uh, marketing purposes. Okay, so there is some legitimacy to this as well. I feel like every time you go to Popeye's, they should give you a side of spinach. <laughs> What's this for? Well, that's how you stay strong to the finish. <laughs> Dude, I had a Popeye phase. I was into Popeye for a while. Great little show. I used to love in the cartoon when the um, the doors would close and the credits <laughs> would change. Uh-huh. Boom. It'd be like Max Fleischer. Boom. And then change into the next. How do you remember Max Fleischer, but not people you went to high school with? <laughs> I don't know how I remember that name, but I think I would put money on that. That was one of the names on the uh, Popeye credits. <laughs> Who's the best uh, character in Popeye? Wimpy. Really? See, I'm I mean, a wimpy. Strong, wimpy advocate all day. <laughs> Just begging for cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a cheeseburger today. What was it about like early entertainment? Like just kind of like lazy almost. <laughs> yeah, like every episode, they're going to do the same thing. Dude, like God bless him. This guy, he was very funny, very talented. And he had a, a tough uh, last 20, 30 years. I, I was reading about uh, David Landers. Mm-hmm. Who was Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. 
and they played a clip of him like walking in every episode every and but it was such a formula <laughs> laverne and shirley would be talking you know they'd be like oh, i am so tired of you know if i turn around and see another piece of garbage and then all of a sudden then they walk in <laughs> hey hello every every time they walked in the scene hello <laughs> squiggy and the, it was lenny and squiggy but squiggy would talk first right um like you know different strokes with uh what you're talking about like every episode oh. that thing had to happen like to the moon yeah right? which is the funniest one because it's like also it's advocating violence right yeah. <laughs> like what's your catchphrase is gonna be oh then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna knock her out <laughs> all right <laughs> uh maybe you shouldn't cameras are rolling <laughs> cameras are on everything had the the formula it was easy and why wouldn't it be there's like three competitors you know there's four tv stations and one of them showing news all the time one of them right. showing some sort of drama like people were going to put up with it it wasn't until there was competition until tv started actually getting better i saw somebody say like this is back when television you were just excited to hear a theme song like that would make you happy right and it was like two to three minutes of every show you know and you had to wait a week to hear it yeah you couldn't hear it on demand right yeah the um and then later he was in um a league of their own which i didn't even like put together laverne penny marshall directed that movie oh yeah so she put squigs in there oh man he was like ladies playing baseball hello (laughs) hello if i were lenny i would have been pissed (laughs) he doesn't get any acting work no he's had a great career that guy has he really lenny is um michael mckean oh he's yeah in a ton of oh, stuff. oh yeah he's doing okay yeah he's done great absolutely he was in all the um you know christopher guest stuff of course i know michael mckean uh i just didn't put him together i wasn't a laverne and shirley guy i was uh, a little before my time uh Are reruns were on Shirley guys <laughs> yeah lenny and the squiggy <laughs> hello <laughs> That's all. I was like, oh, why don't we see Squiggy and more stuff? Uh, there's not a lot of roles out there where you just say hello, where you just grease your hair and stare at girls and say hello. Like, I would love to get in. Every every episode was him trying to isolate Laverne or Shirley. Drove me nuts that Laverne always had that L on her on her clothes. Yeah, but I guess looking back, that's some like some early branding. Like that is pretty solid right i should ask i have an aunt laverne i wonder if that's a uh it's, it's, sure that's her name yeah it's <laughs> well played yeah it says it on her shirt um <laughs> that would be how we solve our problem without knowing anyone's name we all had our first <laughs> initial that would jog your memory she was ahead of it no one forgot her name like who is this oh god there it is the l yeah this laverne hey laverne hello <laughs> Do you know the song? Do you know the rest of the words? I mean, I think I do. Some of it, a lot of it, <laughs> all of it. It's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Shamil Shamazo. I don't know really what they're saying up top. Uh-huh. Shamil Shamazo. I used to always just fake that part. If I could get <laughs> through that. Cosmo Incorporated. We're going to do it. That's about where I tuned out. That's funny because you're right. The theme song is so important because like when it's the show you want to see, it sets the mood for it. But if it's a show you hate, 
Like just you saying we're going to do it bothered me. Oh yeah. I, this is really going to upset you when I say on your mark, get set. Let's go now. Like to this day, when I hear the, the somber melody of mash, I just get sad ready for bed. Oh, for sure. It is time to brush your teeth. You that are done. Brush and teeth music. <laughs> you know, it's over. I wonder if what my kids, what they relate to with that. Like when they see certain shows come on, I think when they see me sit down <laughs> and Sarah and I both sit on the couch and we're like, it's over for you. I just think they probably think of your wine bottle as like an hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> Closer it gets to zero. All right. So I don't want to say I get trivia prepared for you, bud, but I did do a little bit of a uh, little deep dive on some uh, Christmas presents. Oh, talk to me. I was just looking at like, what are the most popular presents by year? Like as they come out, like the fads. So I really only look back to, I started when in 76, that's when I was born. 1976. Well, I'll get that one for sure. Aught 76. And I just listed these. So, so from 76 to 2016, that's what that was, the list was. So I'm thinking if we, like if I had said the 80s, you had to try and name some of the biggest gifts of the 80s, the number one gift. And then if you, if you, if you nail it, I'll tell you which year it was. Um, I don't think it would be fair to say what was 81, what was 82. Yeah, no, that's just no. give me some, uh, do you want to do late seventies first or do you want to, yeah, let's start with late seventies. I'm going to punt on the seventies cause I wasn't born until 80. Okay. So I don't think I would even, so you never uh, heard of star Wars. Okay. You never heard of star Wars. <laughs> so the hula hoop, you never heard of the hula hoop. I mean, I've heard of them, but would you have guessed those were the biggest gifts if you didn't know the answers? <laughs> Howdy doody. That's what I grew up. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> uh let's do the let's do the 80s i want to guess cause just because i'm ready to guess right, nintendo we'll, all right we'll do the 80s i'm going to blow through these late 70s real quick okay there are people out there believe it or not jim there are people out there that are older than you and they i'm uh, sorry i want to hear the answers i just don't want to <laughs> no i'm kidding you set me up so well for trivia <laughs> this uh 76 is funny because we just got this we and my kids have been playing it outside i didn't know it was and i've never been a fan of this game but i've been warming up to it what is croquet what no, Connect Four. Oh, come on. <laughs> Connect Four, 1976. 77 was Star Wars. They have figurines, like they're Hummel, like they're made out of <laughs> Star Wars figure. Where's my Boba Fett figurine? Is it in the Venza? <laughs> I'm going to polish. You ever see people polishing uh, uh -huh. silverware? and Make sure they're precious moments. I mean, that is something that honestly, my parents, I saw my mom do polished silverware. Like that is something that's, is that done anymore? I would never toss that shit. I just washed all my knives that say they're not dishwasher safe. I'm like, well, they got to have one in them, <laughs> right? Like after, after the movers were gone, just the whole thing was just caked in like, you know, grime. I'm just like, I'm not going to hand wash every knife I own. Let's, right. <laughs> they got one and they made it out alive. What'd you do? I just put them in the bath. You ever do that? Like you soak, soak them in the bath. Just fill it up like a little bit. Put all your dishes in there. No. Really? Okay. No. <laughs> no. All my just thirty steak knives in a bathtub. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna get in there and wash them now. Um, Seventy-eight is a. Um, this was a game that um, it's a memory game. Pressing a light light up button. Operation. Uh, uh, um, um, Simon says. <laughs> Very good. 
Was it? Yes. <laughs> I think my old wrench brain isn't working. And the 79 was a gaming system. Atari. Yes, man. Atari. See, you knew these. All right. So let's let's roll through the 80s. Let's see how many you can get. You got 80 to 90 or 80 to 89, let's say. All right. I'm going to say Nintendo's one of them. Okay. It is 1985. Okay. Is Nerf on the list? No. Oh, I thought Nerf might make the 80s. Uh, like a Nerf football? Yeah, like a Nerf football or something. Okay. All right. Um, wow. What the? Uh, uh, micro machines. Are micro machines on there? No. Never even heard of those. Oh, my God. What? Like mi- micro machines? There's the, the tiny little. There- the tiny little cars where the guy who talked really fast was uh, the spokesperson. <laughs> oh, yes. I oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something. It was like a six-year-old with ADD who liked just running cars into each other and thought that guy talked at a very normal speed. <laughs> Picture <laughs> that, dude. Uh-huh. It was Micro Machines. That was a big thing in the 80s, talking super fast. Yeah, it was. And getting and, hired to do commercials. <laughs> and they were really tiny little cars. Yeah, it was a, that was a career for a guy. He was the microsoft guy for a long time. I'm surprised that wasn't on there. Dude, I never gravitated toward the, the, the fast-talking people. I always hated that. Oh, man. That's right up my alley. Get to the <laughs> That's point. how you listen to podcasts, right? Don't you speed them up? I listen, to every, yeah, yeah, I listen to everything on two times speed. That is insane to me. You have a special brain, dude. You just, just like funny. download it quicker than I do. Which is funny because then... Times. Like, you, but if you I, ever listen to our pack, podcast that quickly? No, I don't listen to our podcast. But like, if uh, if I, I listen, you were you're not a Brimley. <laughs> not a Brimley. When I like listen to someone's podcast, and then if I talk to them in person, I forget that they talk much slower than I expect. That is crazy. <laughs> but everybody talks that right. Not me. You're not me and the micro machines up. guy. Me and the micro machines guy. We're on our own different wavelength. You um, listen to music like that. <laughs> I wish I could speed it up. That's the only time I remember. Oh, I'm so 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 alive. Yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, she says, "I got a little story for you." What you thought was daddy? You dying? <laughs> um, Tonka is Tonka on the yeah, list? Yeah, no one to hold him. No one to hold him. <laughs> no one to walk away. No one to run. You never count your money when you sit at the table. Every time I'm counting. Yeah. What do you You're think? just you got a lighter out? <laughs> no, what do you think like dance music is? <laughs> All they did True. was take those songs and make them faster. Yeah, I guess. Barbie Girl, the Barbie's uh not on here. That's the nineties. No, no, no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I brought up Tonka and you never said anything. Ooh, Tonka is not on here either. That's a great word too. I am I am like bombing with this. Truck. Right. Uh what about um um I don't think uh lego might be yeah lego there's a lego train yes 1981 lego train good for you bud there you I'm go gonna, uh, i'm gonna toss the lincoln logs out here nope no ah! <laughs> were you a lincoln log guy no not really what i had them yeah i had them i was into them for a little bit they seemed so cool and then you realize how incredibly boring they were <laughs> Right. Because you're like, oh, I can build a log cabin and that is all? <laughs> there were like two things you could build. You need to put the roofs on. You're like, oh, those roofs are cool. What's that? Well, it's kind of like a Lego. Why didn't we get Legos then? <laughs> the roofs were from like another hundred years later. It's like, yeah, the logs, 
And it's like, well, then we have this roof material. Why don't we use this? We should use this. This feels like plastic. Why are we using this wood for the other? Oh, that is hilarious and very, very true. This one, there's one in the 80s, dude, that is staring right at you. It's still, Elliot was working on one the other day, fidgeting with it. I've never been able to solve this thing. Rubik's Cube. Yes. Wow, I'm sorry. Can you solve yeah. a Rubik's Cube? Uh, not in the least. I do not have the patience. The The numbers thing you would think is up my alley, right? Right. I would think that you could figure out a Rubik's Cube. I uh, can't. I don't have the patience to learn it. That's the ADHD piece of it is I can't like, I can't, I can't figure out the idiosyncrasies of it. That's where I'm lost. I don't even believe that they're solvable. I don't uh, even think that there's really a technique. When I'm doing it, I'm not, I don't have a strategy. No, me either. I, I, and I can't. I would never learn one. Like, ugh, when right. I read about this, I have natural talent or I don't try. That is <laughs> not, I am not wired that way. I, I, I don't, I have no confidence in ever being able to, to do that. And like, like I said, we have one in the house mm-hmm. and I've seen it and, and I have never picked it up. Like that thing, it beat me years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, all right, I respect it. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, but I was like awful about it as a kid. Like every Rubik's cube I owned had like the stickers ripped off of them. <laughs> you could clearly tell that they had been manipulated. <laughs> it wasn't clean oh, yeah. breaks. I didn't have like a razor blade underneath. I wasn't doing this well. They're impossible to do that. I mean, you can't even get the stickers off without getting caught. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there another like Rubik's cube, like a bastard Rubik's cube? There's been a lot of variations. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people who can like solve them in 3.2 seconds. Have you seen those documentaries? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm so intimidated by those. It's like when you see someone pick it up and I don't even, it's like, I don't believe it. I, yeah. Remember those um, like golf tee games? It'd be like a triangle and there'd be a golf team to like jump over them. Yeah. The cracker barrel game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. They play them at the, yeah. Those like those type of games. They're always like, uh, they're tough. It's like you're taking the SAT. <laughs> All the visual stuff. So it was this goodwill hunting. <laughs> right. I could, that one I could do though, that the golf tee game, that's up my alley. I could occasionally, not like with regularity, but I could. Yeah. I was better at that. I had better luck at that than, uh, all right, you're going to nail some of these. You really are, dude. If you just focus, so you have, um, one that was, uh, this is 1983. I remember this very well. ET? No, but this was more for girls, maybe. Cabbage Patch Kids. You know it. The Cabbage Patch Kids were 83. And, um. Did my buddy make the list? My buddy and me? No. <laughs> oh. That's a great song. Wherever I go, he that was like a TV level theme song. That should have had my a show. My buddy. My buddy. That was almost as good as party. It's a party. I love that one. Hungry Hungry Hippos. Another solid tune. But is it is it on the list? It's not, it's not on the ah, Are some of are there board games on there? Is uh I feel like sorry came to prominence in the eighties. Did I make that up? Their board games were like early, like in the, that's, what's funny about this, uh, this list. Like when I, I looked back, I only started writing down from 76, but like, uh-huh. you know, operation was big in like the sixties or the fifties. Like, a, I went back to like the 1800s, like a stick stick was like <laughs> from 1840 <laughs> to 1875. It was stick rock was in there. Slingshot, uh-huh. which is really a stick and a rock. Right. Which is, I mean, that's the rich kids. And sticks, it held for a while. And then um, 
Candyland broke that streak. Oh, really? <laughs> I could see that though. It's a no, popular no, game. Some, like Easy Bake Oven was like the yeah. early '60s. Lightbright uh, is Lightbright on that list? I'm sure it's on that list somewhere, but it, it maybe came out before the '80s. Really? Uh, all right, let me go through some of these. Lego train was the last one you got in 81. 82 was a bike. What kind of bike? Oh, uh, Schwinn. A BMX bike. Oh, BMX. Oh, wow. Okay. What about in 84? It was something more than meets the eye. Transformers. Transformers. Oh, was G.I. Sure. Joe on there one year? G.I. Joe was um, in the 60s or 70s. It was on there when it came out. It came out in like the late 50s or 60s, I think. Wow, really? It's like post-World War II. Okay. It was a... Uh, I don't remember anything. I feel like everything started when I expected to. About um, 86 was Photon. was one of the companies that made... Uh, laser guns? Yep, laser tag. Laser tag, wow. Which they said it was such a huge, fa- like big time, like huge money. Yeah. 86. And um, within like three years, the biggest companies were out of business. Really? Why? Just no more interest? It just, yeah, it just fizzled. It's like, Dude, oh, this isn't par- very good. My parents, like everyone had Photon and my parents bought me and uh, another kid in our block, like some bullshit <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> like this is before even Sam's Club. This is like, it was called The Warehouse, I remember. And it was um, bulk buying and they bought, it was like me and the kid down the street, my, a really good friend of mine, Marty Nitchie. We both had like power station, some laser state, like everyone else had Photon. And we had these ones that were not compatible with any, we could only play with each other. And then we would put it all on and meet up with the other guys all in photon. And they're like, what the fuck are you wearing? And they would point their guns at us and shoot at us and it wouldn't register. And it was just, we were just back to playing war. Like we used to. That's hilarious. It was devastating at the time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. Like you'd have to bring your pack with you and everything. Oh man. I mean, let's review. BMX bike is 82. This is when I got my Schwinn Stingray. <laughs> and then let's move up here to Laser Tag Photon. This is when I got Power Station, Uncompatible. Like, I never got the the thing. Can't wait to see what you're I mean, you, I you did. Got. I did plenty of times. Yeah. But I, sh- I got to do that to my kids. This, that's good for you. Yeah, that Cabbage Patch doll I just got you, Luke, was the gift of the year in 1983. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was surprised by this one in 88, but this is right up your alley. Like, I bet you had some of these sports collectible action figure. Oh, starting lineups. Yeah. Starting lineups. Starting lineups. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess it was that big. 87. It, it turned yeah. into a 87's like a drinking game in college. Ping pong? No, very close, but you know, balance, keeping things, you don't want to knock it over. You don't want to knock it over. Balance. You don't want it to collapse. Fall. Jenga. Jenga. 87, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I remember when that came out, there were like commercials of like, I thought every adult lived in a high rise and threw Jenga parties. <laughs> Do you remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. Like eight people just like hanging out, being awesome. <laughs> like in a condo overlooking a way cooler place than mine. A Walenda on a tightrope outside. <laughs> I mean, I wish we could just invent something like that, like Jenga, and call it a day. Just be done. Count your Jenga money. <laughs> 1990s are a little bit harder. 
but All maybe right. easier for you. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, uh, Beanie Babies were one year. They were. The Beanie Babies were 95. Okay. I mean, that 19. was... I've told it you the stories of the days that... Oh, yeah. Okay, I've told you the story. No. When one? the Beanie Babies came Wait, to Wait, which one? When you had them all on your the back of your car? On the, the back of your... Yeah. Rear, the rear window? You yeah, that's... Line, line across. Yeah, that's current. <laughs> no, those are water bottles. <laughs> I remember they had like the little tag holders, like, you know, like they have baseball card sleeves. They had like the beanie baby tag holders, like keep the tag from getting any damage to it. Oh yeah. I remember that tie. It was Tyco, right? It was a Chicago area company. Yeah. Suburbs of Chicago. They went bankrupt. Which is insane. The guy was like total crook. Really? Stealing money. Yeah. I think he went to prison. The guy who ran that company. You ever see that picture of the people dividing up the Beanie Babies in divorce court? It's so great. That Princess Diana bear is worth a lot of money. (laughs) I have a bunch of Beanie Babies downstairs, I think. Do you know who collected them? Dr. Bill. And then he gave them to me. He gave me a bunch for our kids. That can't be a real story. Yes. Oh, for your kids. Okay. I'm like, why would he give you Beanie Babies? Oh, so nice of him. Very nice. Do you know that the Beanie Babies, they said that it's at one point, maybe late 90s, they made up like, 10, 15% of eBay. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. So we had them, I told you I worked at the bowling alley, right? Like in the arcade desk area. And uh, you could oh, yeah. you could use your points to get Beanie Babies. And uh, it was like a hot commodity. Like moms would be in there trying to learn how to like play the video games that give you the most tickets. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Did you ever use them as a... Uh leverage to with get the, anything uh, with the moms it was like well, maybe 16. not the moms i'm not t- trying to say that you had some oh like every girl i liked got beanie babies for sure <laughs> <laughs> come on you're the one that saturated the market oh, i work at mcdonald's and a bowling alley that both have beanie babies what do you need honest to god i mean i don't even understand how people get so into something like that and then think that there's actually like value in it that thing, that was like a, people were, were spending money, like tulips, they said, like back in the day, hundreds of years ago, they invested in this stuff. Yeah. You can't invest in that, right? Yeah. I don't know shit, but. You know, I like a pair of Jordans on occasion, right? And uh, I, um, I was telling a buddy about like how much a pair I really liked was. And this is a guy who has like made a ton of money flipping baseball cards like rare rookie baseball cards there's like a huge market for them it's going crazy all over ebay same type of thing absolute bubble you know what i mean that's going to pop but he was like man i can't believe people would pay that kind of money for shoes like (laughs) you sell baseball cards (laughs) at least shoes you wear right there's a there's a value to them if both markets go to zero in one of them you still have shoes Exactly. All I know is when my tuition statements roll in, my kids are in college, I'm just going to mail them like four Furbies. <laughs> what I owe you? $10,000? Here's a couple of Tamagotchis. <laughs> here's, a, here's a Tickle Me Elmo <laughs> and a Tamagotchi. Is Tamagotchi on there? You owe us 20 Power Rangers. <laughs> Your kid flunked, stayed an extra year. Uh, oh, Tamagotchi is on the list, dude. And f- I don't even remember those. I, I, here I am writing this down on the uh, when I was going through the list. And I'm like, what the hell is this? 
You that was that? like those pets, right? I don't remember, remember that. No. You had to like take a little thing out and be like, up, oh, it's time to feed my baby dinosaur or whatever it was. And you had to press the feed button. Oh, that's awful. It was really, it was really dumb. Yeah. But it was like the precursor to what, like Farmville and the Sims and like the most mundane games in the world. Yeah. Like there, there's been like a history of them just from bad to worse, you know? You know, what's funny though, is when I'm looking at this list, okay. Now I could go back in there because in front of me, I only have from 1976 on, but in thinking about it, the ones that were in the 60s and in the even in the 70s, some of these, they're still here. Yeah. They're still almost like m- have more staying power than a lot of the stuff that you saw come out. And what does that say about us? Like this bullshit that came out in the 80s and 90s and like we, we almost like forget about it quicker, move on yeah. from it. It's like more of a fad, right? I think part of it's technology, right? The fact that because there's techno, like Nintendo's still here, Definitely. Nintendo can advance a hell of a lot more than Twister can. By the way, it's funny you say that because Nintendo seems to be the the most uh, prevalent on the list. You got Nintendo Super in '85, Game Boy in '89. Oh, Game Boy! Oh, I forgot about Super that. Super Nintendo in '91. Yeah, the DS, the Wii, the Wii U. Yeah, the Switch. I didn't see the switch, but that might have been after. This only goes to 2016. That, that might have been after. But you PlayStation know. had to be on there at one point, right? Oh yeah, PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation. PS3 is 06. Yeah, it's a lot of that. So then you start once you get into to the tech stuff. But like a Razor scooter was in 2000. Yeah. Do you still do tricks on yours? <laughs> I never had a scooter. Neither did I. Never did. I've never even ridden one of those scooters downtown. Now, yeah. like, once the pandemic's over, that's my dream. I'm going to ride a scooter throughout the city. All right, so I want to pivot from that to the best toys, right, that have staying power. Now, okay. look at the music in Christmas. Also, the staying power is in the, uh, the older decades. Top 30 perform Christmas songs, according to this uh, ASCAP. That's like the artist, uh, you know, they keep track of everything for the residuals. Um, of the top 30 Christmas songs... 19 of them are from the 40s and 50s. Do you think it's because they've been around longer, so they've been performed more? No, I just think that maybe they just were... Yeah, it could be. No, they're but timeless there's three, and classic. There's three from the 30s, three from the 60s, three from the 70s, one from the 80s, one from the 90s. You want to take a shot at any of these? Yeah, I do. These are the top Christmas songs. And, you know, they said that the 40s, after that, that post-war boom was... Uh, you know, like a boom time for Christmas music. All right. Let's go with uh, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is not on here. All right. It's not in the top 30 most performed? No. What? There's a version of it. Jingle Bell Rock? Yes, Jingle Bell Rock, 1958. Oh, wow. Okay. I would have thought that was later. All right. I'll so that's that. one of the 40s and 50s, one of the 19. Okay, let's do a Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh, that one is so brutal. I know. But it is in here. Have a Holly Jolly <laughs> Christmas. Seems it's like it's- the worst time of the year. Uh, he is, you were talking about movie voices. He is like the, the singing voice guy. <laughs> like I tolerate it. I understand this part of Christmas. Yeah. But to me, it's not something, it's like eggnog. 
not anything that I I get it. You're here. You're at the party, but I hate you. You're disgusting. Holly Jolly, sixty four. Uh, Silver bells. Silver bells. I do believe I saw on here. You are correct. What you want to try and throw a year on that? Uh, nineteen forty seven. Very good. Nineteen fifty. Oh wow. Okay. Oh boy. Weird that this is the first thing I've been good at. All right. <laughs> We're almost 60 episodes what are you in. Talking about? And I'm finally doing okay on the topic, and now I'm not going to get any more right. All right. Let's go with. Uh, Here, let me help. Let me, let me just keep you there for one second because it, it, it could be fun to ask in this way. There's one from the 80s and one from the 90s. Why don't you take a shot at those? I think that uh, a lot of people listening right now are singing the one from the 90s right now. Is it the 90s, the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You? Is that 90s? It is. I would have thought, I wasn't sure if it was 2000s. 1994, which wow. I was surprised to see. Okay. God, that just means I'm old. But what an accomplishment. Think about that. Like to, And that's how hard it is to crack into this. Yeah. That's the most recent song I see on this top 30, 1994. And she wrote that in like 15 minutes. Really? It was something ridiculous like that. Wait, that's the latest song? So no Christmas. Did she write that for our, all her lambs? <laughs> all her lammies out there? Howard used to always play. He would play clips of Mariah talking to her fans, and she called her fans her lambs. Really? My little lambs. Oh, my God. That's the worst. <laughs> it is. Oh, it makes me feel so much better about Brimley's. <laughs> you know who else called their followers? Lambs and flock and sheep. <laughs> The guy whose birthday you're singing about. <laughs> That's what's called your own followers, sheep. You're supposed to call everyone else's. 80s. Was it that police stopped my car to Oye Komova? One of the artists of this group, a hot dog for you, Gervin Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's a great hot dog, Jefferson. George Michael, what was the song, though? Um... What was the group? The group was Wham, right? Was this part yeah. of Wham? Did what? I hear an exclamation point when you said that? Wham! Sorry. <laughs> Last Christmas. Last oh, Christmas. That's what, see, that should be in my wheelhouse. I need to get more into 80s music. Well, I mean, you don't have to get into more 80s Christmas music. Just in but general, it, though. I don't, I don't appreciate the decade in which I was born musically. <laughs> what? I don't appreciate it musically. I really don't get much into much 80s stuff at all. Really? Even the old, uh, the rap, the old hip hop? I mean, DMC? the Beastie Boys debut in 85 and Paul's Boutique in 89 was standing. Not enough outside of the hip hop community. Yeah. I should know more Wham. I should be a little more Prince centric. I should have a little more well-roundedness. No, you too. You don't need but, to know more Wham. I don't think. <laughs> Wake me up. The Cars? Is all you need to know. Yeah, they have some good songs. They were in the 80s, is good, some good music. What what happens, I think, is you get tied up into that genre where they try and make it like the synthesized music and like the, but there's also like just some great stuff. I do remember because we didn't have MTV. So I remember being, I don't know who, but someone's house and we were watching uh, MTV and like the first music video I ever saw was uh, Twisted Sister when they're oh, like yeah? kicking the, the doors down and stuff. And I was just like, What? Which like one that, was it? School was that school's out? No, what was uh Yeah, it was the um uh We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. Thank you very much. And that was like the first music video I can ever remember seeing. 
that and then our house. I remember our house being like the next video. And I was very confused by the juxtaposition of the two. Is it like Talking Heads? Yeah, I think it's Talking Heads. The very, very, very fine house. That video was on all the time. And so was Twisted Sister. But like, that's the only two videos I had seen. I was just very confused. Right. Yeah. That's funny because like the ones that had videos to support them were played the most. They weren't always the best songs, but they were definitely shoved down your throat. Isn't that where the MTV played more videos when there were fewer videos? Yes. Right. Like too many to pick through. Let's just do road rules all the time. Pat, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all 30 today. What do you say? I don't, uh, I don't look it up over the next week and we try and get back to some more of these next weekend. Maybe. No, I'm good. I can't talk about Christmas music anymore then. <laughs> Thank God. Then we're just done with this. We did our best. I was just trying to come prepared with something, man. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you did. All right. What do you got coming up this week? Um, not a lot, man. Just, uh, I got some, Holiday party, some corporate gigs. And a boy. You know, I'm doing actually um, tomorrow as I'm recording a podcast uh, with Burt Kreischer, the Burt cast. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, dude. That's a nice day. Yeah, that'll be fun. So That's... we're going to talk tomorrow, and I don't know when it's going to air or anything, but uh, I'm looking forward to I've only met him once. Have you, have you met Burt? I have not met Burt. Okay, yeah, Me? I met him one time. It was at Bourbon Street. It was uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know how WGN always do does the remote from there? Like they always go there oh, on St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Bert Kreischer was there promoting that he was at the improv in Chomber. He was there with Tony. Okay. I was doing something for St. Baldrick's or I was promoting something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was like popping on on the uh the show. And he was there and I introduced myself and we talked for a little bit. He was really nice. It was it was cool. That's and great. We, were, we have the same um like management company so bourbon street is just like this massive bar that's just always a shit show it's like open to like 4 a.m on the south side so when you were just like oh i <laughs> met him at bourbon i was like it makes sense just like on a random night just like right yeah, yeah. Just partying at bourbon street with no shirt on i could absolutely see that happening as well 100 percent. you're not picturing him in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> yeah no it was uh it was early yeah he was having a bloody <laughs> just getting buried in the morning no but he was super nice and um i saw him at the forum when sebastian did the la forum and i opened him uh for him there in january god oh, nice. that was this year unreal I mean, barely right january yeah um but he was there i didn't get a chance to talk to him though so this it'll be fun good man well i'm looking forward to checking that out that's great i'm gonna plug our podcast jimmy all right that's all i want to hear i appreciate that maybe i'll ask him hey bert name <laughs> Please don't. Name some Christmas songs from the... Fi when did Frosty the Snowman come out? Was it 1950 or 1949? It was 50. 49 was Blue Christmas. I'd rather you be invited back. Oh, that's cool. That Russian mob story about how you're, how you're the machine. That's that's super funny. Um, do you know when Little Little Drummer Boy debuted? It was 1958. Why don't you tell Igor, your mafia friend in Moscow, that Santa Claus is coming to town, came out in 1934. Hey, you tell Rogan to have me on too. I, I can quiz Rogan too. <laughs> ah, I can't wait to hear this. All right, brother. How about you? What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. I got a couple little corporate zooms and that's about it. Uh, nice dude. Yeah. Looking forward to, uh, looking forward to pretending comedy over the internet's fun again. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta, it, it's a total fake out, right? You just yeah. pretend I did one last night, dude. 
And I had never been on this uh, format before. It wasn't Zoom. It wasn't Microsoft Teams. It wasn't anything I've ever seen. It was it was cool um, interface, but it was 100% just me to the to the blank. No one else there. Oh boy, 30 minutes. I mean, you feel like an insane person. You're just yelling into yeah into headphones yeah. and nothingness. Just staring at your computer. Just you don't even know if anyone's really even seeing it. You don't know if you're buffering. You don't know if you're froze. I mean, it's just, ended up being fun. It was, but you know, there's no feedback. Right. Pretend there is. I would try and hold still a few times for as long as possible to try and knock down that 30 as much as possible. <laughs> just act like you froze for like 45 seconds at a clip. That's a great move. I should do that. <laughs> Have you done that? No. <laughs> but I couldn't. I mean, there was a long time early on in stand-up where I was always taking two gigs where I didn't have enough time for. And I could see, my if they were via Zoom, I could see myself playing that card a couple of times. <laughs> right. I mean, it is all upside down and it is all crazy, but there will be a time where I'll be like, man, I wish I was just going to my office and doing <laughs> a show. And just... How great was that? We didn't even have to leave the house. <laughs> right? All right, man. Well, I hope you have a great week. I will hope everyone out there has a good week. It is rolling. We are almost going to be, I mean, come on. By the time we talk again, it's going to be in the middle of the month. That's it. Leave us some reviews for Christmas, huh? So Pat doesn't have to make up anymore. We appreciate that. Tell everyone to tune in. Thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, thanks for everyone again who checked out the, uh, the fundraiser over the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. All right, buddy. Have a good week, dude. You too, man. Talk to you. Bye.